One of the most important parts of your worship services is your screen. Think about it. Everyone in your congregation looks to your screen for song lyrics, sermon notes, announcements, and scripture. It's a big deal. To keep your screens looking their very best, look no further than Church Motion Graphics. CMG has all of the eye-catching worship backgrounds, sermon and announcement slides, countdown videos, and more to bring your screens to life. Head over to churchmotiongraphics.com now to find your next great look. Welcome back to the Technology in Worship podcast, where we talk everything technology in worship. And by we, I mean myself, Eric Coleman, and my good buddy, Benji Satorius. Benji. Eric. It's been a wild week. Has it? Yes. What's what's happening? We're just jumping right in (laughs) because our icebreaker is also our topic of conversation. Yes. I left here last week after seeing your sweatshop. <laughs> Not quite. Okay, it's it's kind of a sweatshop. <laughs> and I went home and I bought. You went. The, you uh, went shopping. I went shopping. Yes. And I bought the Ender Three Creality Ender Three Pro that was on sale. Three D printer. Three D printer. Yes. And I started to print some things. Yeah. And I've been having fun with it. And we both have been having fun with it. So I thought, why don't we just talk about it? 3D printing. The icebreaker portion of it is that I've now convinced six people (laughs) to buy the same printer because it's such a deal. It is a really good deal. That I couldn't pass it up and I didn't want my friends to pass it up either. True. And so now we have a group chat going, which I didn't show you. Oh, thanks for inviting me. But on yeah, we'll we'll invite you in of us printing our stuff. Yeah. And actually, here's a failed attempt of the one that I tried. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty a fail. bad. <laughs> but that was not my print. So let's back up a little bit. Yeah. So I got into the world of 3D printing a very long time ago. Like... Four weeks ago, three weeks ago. Oh, super long. Super long. It's one of those things that like, it's been on my mind. I think I said this in one of the episodes where you're like, hey, well, there's a, if you hear this noise in the background, because we have a 3D printing printer going on. Last but anyways, weeks, yep. Um, it was one of those things I'm like, I've always wanted one. I've, wa- I've always wanted one for a very long time, but I'm like, I don't think I'd ever use it. I might use it like here and there, or I could see like, oh, if I only had a 3D printer, I'd print this. But then after that, I probably wouldn't print anything after that. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy one because now I have a few things. I had like two or three things at the time that I could In mind. print. And so I ended up buying one on Amazon. It was a uh, longer LK5 Pro, I think is what the model is. Something like that. It was on sale. I'm like, well, it's on sale. I'm a sucker for when things are on sale. Big sucker. Big sucker. <laughs> like, oh, it's this on sale. camera's on sale? It's on sale. It's only 2% off? I'll I'm, buy it. I'm going to buy it. But it's not usually things that are like, I will not go shopping and see something on sale and buy it if I haven't like previously thought about buying that same thing. So I don't do like out of the blue just purchases just because they're on sale. So the printer, it's been like in the back of my head. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But then it was on sale. I'm like, boom, I'm buying it. So I bought it and I started printing uh, SD card holders and CFast card holders. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. this is pretty cool. And then... I've joined this Facebook group on 3D printing and some guy posted that there's a printer on sale at Micro Center. Which is a store that I've never heard of. Which is a store that I don't know if I've ever heard of it, but there's a location that's relatively close to me. So I'm like, huh, it's 50% off. As in, it's only $100. Yeah, $100. And I'm like, I'm going to go buy it. I already have this other one. 
See, but. usually that would work the reverse way where you buy like the cheap one first <laughs> yeah. and then you get the bigger expensive one after yeah. you figure it out. I, I usually don't go cheap on very many things just because I'm like, eh, I know I'm pretty certain I'm going to use this item. So why go cheap at the start? Because long run, I'm going to spend more money. So I usually don't go too cheap on the first one. But I'm like, oh, it's only hundred bucks. So then I like Googled it. And I'm like, this is a very popular model that like a lot of people use. So I ended up driving over to Micro Center and bought one. And then Benji had to tell me about it. And then it. I told you about it. And then I went and spent money on one. I think you went that the day. The day of <laughs> that you told me. And I brought, somehow I had convinced three other people to come with me <laughs> and they all bought one. So you walk, you you walked into the church, our church here, where yes. we record, uh, just like, oh, we're going to record a podcast, just another day, no big deal. Walking out with, I guess I'm going to Micro Center to buy a 3D printer, but then having three others tag along and went to a store and bought four of them. Yes. That's pretty impressive. And then two others, like a day after, or after Thanksgiving on Friday or whatever. Yep. Saturday, I had people over at my house to kind of look at my 3D printer, I guess. <laughs> hey, hey guys, do hey you guys, want to come over and look, my... look at my 3D printer? But then I convinced two more people to let, like, <laughs> go up and buy one, and they went on Sunday to buy it. Yes. And then I was telling a guy at church, basically, I brought one of my first prints to the church. Yep. And I was just running around to different people I knew and just was like, hey, hey check this look out. At this. Look at I this. Just, I just printed this. Yes. And um, one of those guys went off and told his friend, and they bought him. It's pretty, so pretty if, great deal. If a higher up in Micro Center is listening to us right now, please sponsor us. Uh, you can send your money to us. Just email us, and we'll give you our address. Uh, we will be glad to uh, take that. Uh, but, anyways, by the time this episode airs. There's only going to be just a few more days left in order to get this printer on sale. So at the end of this episode, if you're like, I want a 3D printer, there's a link on uh, Micro Center's website, I believe. I don't know actually where you can find the link, but there's a link where you sign up, give them your email and your phone number, and they will text you a coupon code for 50% off the Ender 3. They were smart Pro. about it. They made it a hidden like yes, sale. It's like very hidden. It's not a sale in the store. Yes. That you it's not like walk posted into. or anything like that. So, but anyways, let's talk about 3D printing a little bit. Neither of us, just the caveat here, I would say neither of us are really the expert on this oh, yet. Oh, for sure. No. Because, and we don't even know the lengths of which we can actually use 3D printing. No, we are completely. We are very new and fresh, like four weeks fresh of this. Yes. And, and you're, you're a little less than that. But but they're fun little toys that are amazing. functional enough to print things that you either didn't know you needed, you don't need, but are cool to print, <laughs> or maybe you needed it and you printed yeah, it yeah. instead of buying it in a store. So let's just talk like, let's just spit out just quick, random, small things that we have seen online that might help the church production group or how they could benefit. And then maybe we could dive into the actual, like how it all works and all that uh, after that. So I have seen, obviously, SD card holders, uh, USB stick uh, holders, all those types of like media card holder things. things to stay organized is yep. what I feel like. That's a very big one I've, I've seen a lot of. Uh, mic clips, cable clips to clip the cable to the mic stand. GoPro camera GoPro mounts. mounts. Uh, I've seen a lot of Blackmagic stuff like mounts for uh, a lot of their like SDI to HDMI adapters and boxes and all that. I did not know that. that so yes, there's that. a lot of them on, on the interwebs. Okay. Um, let's see, what else? Um, uh, cable holders. So I just printed one of those just the other day. It's like you can mount it to the wall and then you just like 
hang the cable by the jack and then just dangles down. Oh, yes, I saw that. So obviously it's not something for like really a long cables, but little USB cables, or like an iPhone lightning cables, whatever. yeah, all that type of stuff. You can hang them on there, kind of keep them organized. Yeah, there's just... You use, can print parts for your 3D printer, <laughs> you can, which just kind of seems weird. <laughs> But lots of people do it because yeah. they're like, I need to modify my 3D printer. Modifying things, yep. And then they print like a drawer for under the 3D printer yep. or a little tool holder yep. for their tools that came with the 3D printer. Yep. Or a little camera mount to hold their GoPro camera. Yep. Like you end up not needing to buy the things that you it's think true. you need because you already have it Yes. with you. It's crazy. Yes. And so... You might be thinking like, oh, well, I mean, I could just go buy an SD card holder for 10 to 15 bucks online. You could. Which you, sh- you, you sure can. Uh, or I could buy this 3D printer for $100 or $300 or $500, whatever you want to go with, and print your own. Which, when you look at it that way, you're not saving any money. Up front. Up front. But long term... Eventually, unless you don't ever use the thing, but eventually you will start saving money because now you can just print things instead of having to go buy things. And like I'm looking at your speaker stands right there. You could yes. clip on some sort of cable management clip that you 3D printed. I could. Not saying you would, yep. but you could. Or that bolt that's Bolts on there. And all, yes. You could 3D print one of those. Yep. Um, you so can, the initial purchase, you're not saving money. But one, you're not having to go to the store and purchase something. You're not having to buy something online. Long term, yes, you will end up eventually saving money. Um, but it's it's also just kind of a cool little hobby as well to kind of get into and to play with. And I think so. Mess around with. Because now it's just one of those things that is just like, hey, look at this cool thing I made. It's a pretty cool or like, cat. Look at this cool. Oh, oh thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, just like uh, like a hobbyist would, like yeah. here's a here's a new video I made. Look at it on my YouTube channel. Oh, here's another or thing I saw online. All the soundboards have faders on them. Yes, or knobs. You can if you break a knob or fader off your board, you can actually print a new one, which is pretty That's cool. Pretty cool. You could print one and basically any color you could imagine you can print it in which is also pretty cool so it's little things like that that's like initially you're like i will probably never need to do that or i can't see myself having to do that and that might be true at least for some of those things that we just named but once you get the machine your brain, or at least my brain, just started Opened like up. turning of like, oh, I never thought about an SD card holder. We have like a a shelf that we put our, or, or used to put the SD cards on, a little shelf. And now there's a little bracket or a little box that holds them. Perfectly sized. It's perfectly sized. Each. Yes, it's amazing. That I printed that, I think, on... I don't think it was the first day. It was either the first or second day of owning it. So it's a good idea. Pretty cool. So um, you could print brackets too for like under the desk to like mount a Mac he- Mini he- headphone brackets or a headphone headphone holder, brackets is a big one. Computer or brackets, interface holder. Yep. Uh, stream Deck under the desk. A lot, of, desk stre- lot of Stream things. Deck. A lot of Focusrite audio interface brackets I've seen online as well. So there's basically like two routes you can go as far as how to start printing so there is the i want i don't know anything about like 3d cad and drawing stuff which i don't i don't either so i'm not really going that direction at this moment Uh, but the other direction is there's a lot of websites out there that a lot of smart people that do know 3d cad will upload their designs some you have to pay for, some you don't have to pay for. I'd say most of the ones that I have looked at are totally free. Totally free. Yeah, there's like just guys out there that will draw something, upload it to a website. Uh, one of the bigger ones is Thing Thingiverse, Thingiverse which has just, you name it, it's probably on there. 
So then you find a design, you download that to your computer, and then you have to have some sort of software that uh, there's a term called slicing, which kind of makes the file work for your printer. It's, uh, yeah, so the way I started to think about it is the slicing software is what houses the model, like the 3D CAD model, yeah. in a virtual space that you set up for your printer. Yes, like based on your like specific your, printer that yeah, you own. Because there's different, there's a bajillion different settings for the actual 3D printer itself. How fast it prints, how the temperature it prints at, the print bed size, so how big the object can be that it can print you have a slicing program that kind of houses all of those settings and stuff like that. That software does not do any sort of like 3D drawing or anything. It, it can change the size of an object, but it cannot change like, it I don't doesn't know. Warp the it doesn't warp the file. Yeah, you can't say, I want to add a text or change the size of this box or whatever. You can't really do that. You can basically just enlarge it, shrink it, and rotate it. That's basically all you can do on that. So then you can manipulate that to sit on the print bed. You can print one or 10 or however many you can fit on that print bed. So you can print multiple of the same item. And then you can take that printer and go USB to your computer. Or you can save that slice onto a SD card. Uh, I believe most, it seems like most printers use micro SD cards. Yeah. So you save it onto one of those. You could plug that into the printer, hit print, and you come back in a couple hours or a couple days, depending on what you're printing, and your object appears out of nothing. Let's just talk yep. about, honestly, the initial setup of a 3D printer, too. Oh, boy. And I'm still doing it. Yeah, it's <laughs> something you have to dial in every time, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, but I think one of the most important things that we'll need to hit on is the bed leveling. Because yes. I do feel like that's something that can be overlooked. So basically, you'll get your 3D printer. It'll be in parts. You have to assemble it. You have to assemble which, it. Which uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I've, I've done two different brands of 3D printers. Both brands, uh, the instructions, the assembly instructions were... Uh, a Images. Bit, a bit confusing. So all I did was I went to YouTube and I said, Ender 3 Pro assembly. assembly. And I just found a video and it made it really simple. That's what I did too. I <laughs> so, didn't even bother with the instruction booklet. I started with the instructions and I'm like, there's just no way that I could follow these. And I'm usually pretty good at building things. Like I'm a very hands-on person. I could not figure it out. But YouTube video... Saved the world. I mean, it it was amazing. So I got both uh, assembled that way, which made it very simple. They comes with they both. I think they both did. They come with the tools needed to put them together. Yeah. So I think it took me. Uh, it was less than an hour, I think, for both like each one. Oh. As far as like the assembly part of it, I, I, it probably took me like two hours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm a little bit slower than most. Maybe. Anyways, an hour or two it might take you. <laughs> well, uh, I would hit the the video is like 30 minutes long. Yes. But you have to pause it he's, between. Yeah, he's yes. cutting it. I did the same to thing. The jump. Yeah. So then I you, think it took it took me longer to actually take the everything, the packaging all apart to get the pieces ready for assembly than the actual assembly part of it. Oh, good for you. But anyways. <laughs> Moving along. Um, so figure an hour, two or three or 10 for assembly. And then there's like settings that you have to do. The initial setting, like the most important in my mind, well, there's two, is bed leveling. Bed leveling. So this is, um, so the bed is what the object is printed onto. It's a flat surface. And it basically just moves back and forth. It does not move up and down. The print head is what is moving up and down and left and right. The print bed moves forward and back. And 
if that is not level and if that's not close enough or if it's too close to the print head, it messes up everything. everything. Like everything. It will not it will uh, not stick. It will not stick to the print bed. It might tear it a little bit. Like if it's too close, it might tear it because there's not enough space for the print head and the plastic to come out of the nozzle and all that. So uh, leveling the bed is step Huge. one, like most important, that. And there's a lot of different methods out there. The, you, the multiple YouTubes that I end up watching where you just use a piece of paper and you stick that underneath the or between the print bed and the nozzle. And you basically just want just a little bit of friction uh, on that paper. So if you can hardly move the paper, the bed is probably too too close to the print or the nozzle. If it's no friction, it's too far away. And you basically go through all four corners and the center. And it's, it's pretty time consuming because when you make an adjustment on one corner, it affects everything Every else corner. because it's we're talking a, a fairly small area and it's metal so it's not like it's flexing or anything like that so you you adjust one it's moving the other four the other three four points as well so i basically just went counterclockwise each corner and the middle and that that took a very long time and every video said like don't skip on this step get it right or nothing will work right, basically. And I feel like, and maybe maybe I'm doing something wrong, I feel like just about after every print, I check it, and it doesn't seem to always be the exact Stadium same. level. So I've just been checking it after every print. I'll check it real quick, or I should say right before every print. Uh, I will check it just to make sure. M- might make a few minor adjustments. It's not as time consuming as the initial one, cause it's relatively close at this point. And then, um, the other setting, which is very important is your E step setting calibration calibration, which, uh, measures how fast and how much the plastic gets put into the print head or into the machine, basically. So if you're printing big objects and not very detailed things, it's not as critical. You can kind of get away with a little bit of, doesn't have to be 100%, but if you're printing smaller stuff, text, things like that, it's got to be like dialed in. dialed in. And that takes, I don't know, not very long, half hour maybe, run it two, three times, and then you're done. And then, uh, and then it's just a matter of finding a print and going to town, right? Right. <laughs> so we've talked a little bit about the setup, the initial setup, maybe we can talk a little bit about some of the like precautions we've put in place on mm. different printers in the sense of generically. Like okay. It's probably good to get your printer on a smart switch. Mm. Yes. So that you could kill power Yeah. if needed remotely. Yeah. But the only way that you would know you need to kill power remotely is if you've put if a you can see it. camera Yes. In place. Yes. To kind of monitor it. Um, because these things, they are mechanical, so they could they could catch fire, potentially. I guess they could. I think that they've been built better yeah. in the last five years than they were initially. I think the, the biggest thing with like going that route is if you're in a print that might be very large or takes a lot of time, you don't want to go halfway or three-quarters of the way through and it messes up. And it still prints, and then you're wasting a lot of time, and you're la- wasting a lot of plastic. Yeah. So what a lot of people will do is they'll put it on a smart switch that can be controlled from their phone or whatever, turn it on and off, and then they'll mount a webcam or something on top, off to the side, so they can see uh, maybe not like fine detail, but they can see like is it working pretty well or appears to be working pretty well. If it is great oh, it looks like it's totally like spider webbing or messing up. You can kill power and then address the the issue the next time you get to wherever the printer is. Um, I was going to totally say something and I totally lost my train well, of thought. Well, I was going to mention that 
I've started to go one step further. Oh. And I had a spare Raspberry Pi laying around. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk to you about that. Yeah. I'm glad we're talking about that now. So there you is. You just have a spare Raspberry Pi laying around? I did. Must yeah. be nice. You know what it was? It was uh, I bought the Raspberry Pi 4 yes. for our uh, digital signage. Mm-hmm. But that specific software that you showed me, Screenly. Yes. Oh yeah, it wasn't working. That's right. With the I Raspberry Pi four, so that. I had to buy a Raspberry Pi three B plus or whatever yep. it is. Yep, which works great. Love yep. it. So I had this four, and I've I've seen like when I was setting those up for Screenly, I saw like Octoprint, and I was like, "What's that?" Turns out it's a three D printing monitoring interface where you can plug your webcam. Into the Raspberry Pi. The Raspberry Pi. Uh-huh. Additionally, you can. So I'm just saying, after initial setup, this yep. is what you can do: plug the Raspberry Pi with a USB cord into your printer. Printer. Yeah. You can monitor temperature. You can change temperature. You can start and pause and stop prints. Mm-hmm. All from this Raspberry Pi. And you get a webcam video interface Viewing, as so you can well. See it. Yep. So you can just see it all in one place. Yep. Um, you have to set up port forwarding and all that kind of stuff to do like remote management. Sure. Which I actually haven't gotten that far in my initial setup to do that. Okay. But when I'm on my local network, I can log in. Yep. And see all that statistics. Yep. So for instance, if my printer is in my garage. I can be up in my bedroom. And you can see it. You can log can in and log see in it. Log in and see it. Yep. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Um, also, loading prints, you can do that remotely instead yep. of having to like put in an SD file. Right, right. I remember what I was going to say now because uh, you reminded me. Good. So, one cool thing about at least the two printers that I've messed with, messed with it seems like most printers operate this way. But if you were to lose power or the plastic roll runs out in the middle of a print, so if you lose power in the middle of a print, plastic runs out in the middle of a print, when the power comes back on, it will resume printing where it had stopped from. There might be like a little imperfection yeah. in the object, but it's not like you just wasted uh, time and plastic. It will resume back in. Same thing with plastic. It will uh, pause to print. It will say you need to load more plastic, basically. You can feed another roll in and it will heat it up and it will go uh, as if nothing happened, basically, which is also a, a pretty cool thing because if you're new to printing, uh, prints take some time to print. Yes, they do. We have we not addressed, have not that, addressed yet. that yet. So if you think like you're going to get a 3D printer and you need to print an SD card and or an SD card holder and you're like, hey, I'm just going to start this. I'm going to go to lunch and come back and it's going to be done. No, you're going to have to take multiple lunch breaks in order for it to be done. So depending on the object and actually a lot of settings within your slicing program changes how long a print will take to print. Uh, I would say majority of uh, smaller things like SD card holders, cable holders, I would say two to four hours, somewhere in that range. So it's not like super quick. It's faster than Amazon Amazon shipping. Technically. So (laughs) there's that benefit. Um, But there are... uh, some, it, it takes some time to print. Uh, I'm actually in a very large print project. You are in a very large print project. As we speak. And your large print project is not a quick three-hour project. No, it's not. So, uh, like I said earlier, I'm pretty new to this, like four weeks in or so. And we're close to Christmas time, as you all know. And we always like to do some sort of handout to a family or all the families that come to our services sometime 
uh, around Christmas. And uh, in the years past, it's it's been a an ornament that we hand out one per family. Uh, they can hang on the tree, do whatever. And so we were going that route and the couple options that were sent to us were just very expensive. Mm. And I'm not part of that discussion really because it's outside of my role and that, but it came across our Slack, the Slack group that I'm in. And I'm like, I really, I, I, I worded it pretty funny, but I was like, well, with like a bunch of L's, just tossing it out there. We did just get a 3D printer. We could print our own ornament. Okay. Backing up a little bit on that. Yeah. I'm curious. So the first, you did not go into buying this 3D printer to make the ornaments. No. I bought the printer... Uh, because Riley and myself uh, were talking about it. Again, we both had the mindset of, other than like a print, I don't know what we would necessarily use it for. So it was more of a fun toy to yeah. have available yes. as needed. Yes. But then we like we started just brainstorming and we came up with like three or four different things. So we're like, you know, and then I just jumped on Amazon. I'm like, hey, it's on sale. It's 70 bucks off. And you're a sucker for sales. And I'm a sucker for sales. I'm like, you know what? We got a little extra money for our budget this, and the year's coming to an end. Let's get a printer. We'll print these objects and we'll see where it goes after that. So we printed those objects and then I opened up my mouth and said, well, we've got a 3D printer. We could print those ornaments now. And people's eyes started to think. So, uh, yes, eyes were opened and they're like, hmm, I wonder if this is something that we slash Benji (laughs) (laughs) can do, could pull off and do. Uh, But up until this point, I have, I am not a 3D CAD uh, designer designer at all. I, I am, I know nothing. 3D, 3D CAD is one of those things. And I've said this for a lot of years. I, I do not want to take the time to learn it. it. But if I could snap my fingers and know something, 3D CAD would be like One very high on, list. Yep. on my list because I could use it for so many things. I build a lot of things out of wood, like at my house, stage design stuff, obviously 3D printing now. Like it's just something that I'm like, I wish I could know, but it's not something that I... Honestly, I just don't want to take the time to learn it all. But anyways, now I open up my mouth that says, hey, we could do an ornament. Well, that means I have to design one. Yes, it does. I can't find a free At print. Least one, you could find a free one. I could, but, but not, not like specific. specific. Right. We, we wanted uh, our logo on it. We wanted uh, some text on it. So very specific. It's not just a generic Christmas ornament from a three a free 3D print. So I quickly jumped on Google SketchUp or downloaded Google SketchUp, opened it up and I'm like, okay, here we go. Here we go. And I sat at my desk for the next uh, three-ish hours to design a circle. Wow. (laughs) With some depth to it. Wow. With a hole in the top. Wow. With some text. Wow. And our logo. (laughs) Wow. It took way too long. Yes. But I did it. And then, uh, so I sent off like a, a, just an image basically to the staff over Slack. And I'm like, hey, I whipped this up. What does this look? Or how does this look? And everyone's like, that's really cool. Let's, let's go with it. Or let's try it. Let's try it. I said, okay. I'll just print one. I think it took like an hour or less to print just one. So it was relatively quick. And I'm like, eh, okay, so then got it. And then we actually made uh, some changes. We changed out some of the text. There was just too much text on it to really read in the size of the ornament that we were printing. So we changed out some text, made a couple of other errors or uh, changes, 
made it a little uh, thicker, a little taller, I guess you could say, and then printed another version. And everybody liked that. So, um, but I've made a, I've, I've made some other minor changes that I didn't like send off to the staff, just like centering stuff and things like that. I think I'm on like version five or six of it. Okay. But it's basically, basically final version is done and we're printing. We're, 500 of them. We are printing on four printers right now. Four printers. Four printers. And we can print 57 at a time, like across all four printers. So three of our printers can print 16. So that's 48. Yeah. And then I've got this Ender uh, 3 that is a smaller print bed. Uh, it can print nine at a time. So uh, we're doing that. It's uh, taking a very long time, but I can print a lot at the same time. So the one that's printing 16 at a time takes approximately 26 hours. I didn't realize it was taking that long. 25 I to 26. I thought it was taking 19. But no. that's, I guess, what my I changed did. the I changed the height of it, which okay. uh, added a little bit more time to it. So we are, uh, it's taking approximately 26 hours to print 57-ish. Ish. Uh, the one that's printing nine at a time takes quite a, uh, it's, it's like 13 hours. So... Really, I'm printing like whatever that is, 57 plus another nine, 60 something oh, yeah. at a time. Because I can print two in the same time I can print the 16. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so, we're handing one out per family. Right now, we're guesstimating to print 500 of them. So, in approximately, um, I don't know, 10 days or so uh, <laughs> of... 24-7 non-stop printing, we will have hopefully 500 of them done. And then we have to tie the uh, string around the top of them. So uh, we just ordered a big roll of that that should be here in the next day or two. So we're going with a two and a half inch round white ornament. It says Christmas, or no, it says expecting Christmas 2022. And then it has our logo. So a little funny joke about that. Everyone thinks that uh, we're expecting a baby. Like someone's expecting a baby as in like, I'm expecting a baby. You know what? But that works because but it does. I was thinking about that. Yeah. So we're also in a series called Expecting right now. Makes sense. And it ends the weekend we're handing all these out. But it's also like we're expecting the birth of our Savior. Exactly. That's, Ex- she that, was expecting. That, that is what it is for. But uh it's just kind of funny because like we have some younger uh, pastors on staff and they're going to have an expecting 2022 ornament on their That's tree. True. It's kind of funny. But anyways, uh, yes, it's for Jesus and, and the church, not for our personal baby. So anyways, um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's going relatively good. And we're on track to, uh, to, to get it done. To get it done. So assuming we don't have any major power outages or anything like that, should be good. Well, let me just say something here. Yes. Benji now has tied himself up for the next 10 days <laughs> printing these great ornaments. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say that. They are. But he doesn't get to have fun no. like I get to do. <laughs> On my 3D printer, so I just wanted to go over a few of the weird things that I brought today. Yeah, there's been some things where I'm like, oh, I can print that. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, I, no, can't. I can't. Well, I can in like two weeks from now, I can print that. But and I then can't print that now. So, you, I don't know if you actually hit on it, but you purchased two more of the exact printer. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I did say that I was printing on four printers, but I ended up buying two more of the longer, which is the, the bigger, bigger print bed. Print bed. So I could do 16 on each of those. So three of those and then one of the Ender 3 Pro, uh, which can print nine. It's a little bit smaller print bed. Because once you finally committed to doing this project, yes. you realized, oh, I can't just have... So there's there's no way that I could print 500 with just the two printers. Yeah. There's just 
there wasn't enough time. So, and then what also like went through my head is I'm not looking at these purchases as a one-time Christmas 2022 and I'm never going to use them again. Uh, We've mentioned before, we have a Spy Kids uh, day camp. We could print something for all the kids for that. Uh, Easter, there's other projects that, you know, now that we know that we could, well, we don't know yet, but assuming that we'll be able to pull this off, that opens up the door to other possibilities for uh, our members and all that stuff or kids or whatever it might be. So it's not like, oh, we're only going to use all four for one project and then never touch them again. So we'll always we'll always be using at least one of them for printing something. For something will always be consistently going. Yes. But that's the thing that I've noticed now is like, I feel like I'm wasting time when I'm not printing something. <laughs> right, yes. Because yes. of how long it takes. It does take some time. It's like, oh, I'm here with Benji, but I didn't start my printer. Like You, you failed. I failed. I basically like, I make sure it's going before I go to sleep. And I'm like, it's working for me and I'm sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> I'm printing 57 ornaments right now as I sleep. And if you were to sell an ornament for, per se or some sort sure. of object you yep. designed, you could be making money. In theory. In theory as you sleep. Yes. Which is a wonderful thing. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to make sure people knew that this is not something that is just necessarily a one-time yes. thing. Like it can that's be correct. ongoing. Yes. And that's uh, why I, I purchased, that's why I, I said, hey, we could do this. And then that's why we went the direction of doing it and then buying more printers. Because now I'm like, I could see us doing something for Spy Kids. I could see us doing something for Easter as a handout. Um, all these ideas start rolling where before it's like, and then, it, it didn't even cross my mind. You know, last year it wouldn't even cross my mind to print something. Now we have a printer. I'm like, oh, we could totally do that. But I don't have enough printers. And then youth group's going to want to print something ridiculous. Who knows? Yeah. So it just, yeah. And let's, uh, let's, we talked about cost a little bit in the first part of the episode. Um, But let me run some numbers by you with where we're at right now for these ornaments. Oh, yeah. I was wanting to hit on that too. So, we had a couple different designs from a couple different places for ornaments. Uh, one design was close to $2,000 for 500 ornaments. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It was like, I don't know, three, four bucks uh, an ornament, something like that. Uh, another quote was, I want to say it was around 1000 or 11 1200 right around there. And... Where we're at right now is uh, the the plastic itself is going to cost around a hundred and twenty dollars. That's that's pretty cheap. That's just the plastic. They're just plastic. Like one hundred twenty five, one hundred twenty bucks for to get five hundred printed. Printed. Now, obviously, we had the initial cost of the printers, uh, which. We got the one for 100 and we got the, the other three for uh, $279 each. Averaged out. Yeah, yeah. One was more and then two were cheaper. Uh, so around like 280 a piece. So if you add all that together, we are close to that like 1,000-ish mark. But now we have the capabilities of going forward of doing the... Easter, Spy Kids, whatever. And now the printers are already done and paid for. And now at that point, we would just have to pay for the $120 in plastic. And that's it. So again, like long-term, totally saving money. Um, Short-term, like to me, we're still saving money. You are. Even short-term, just with this project. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at as far as cost on on this project, which is pretty crazy. So when you finish this project, (laughs) what are some of the fun things that you want to print? Oh, I don't know. I know you've got some, I bet. You've already done some. I've already done some fun ones. Yeah. I guess, okay. I don't think I'm, I'm not necessarily thinking about any fun things off the top of my head. I could see 
me doing some brackets for either uh, some black magic converter boxes, yeah, some mic awesome. cl- some mic clips, things like that. I've uh, I did print a couple of shelf brackets. We have not hung them up yet, but a couple of shelf brackets. And we are in the project of setting up a media cart, as in like a um, portable audio system. No, thingy? it's going to be a, a rolling cart that houses all of our cameras, lenses, SD cards, basically for our photography team to go check out a camera to then go take photos of something and then return it. That system's going to have a fire tablet mounted gotcha. on the outside of the box where they like check it out. So we need to print a holder for the... Of course you do. Yes, because now I can. <laughs> so we're going to print a holder that will mount on the outside of this box that will hold the fire tablet. So nice. I almost... Well, I started to print one before the ornaments and it was actually the wrong bracket for the tablet that we have. So I ended up stopping it and then the and ornaments the took ornament over. Going. So it was kind of almost in process and then I had to stop it and pull the plug and start something else. But uh, that needs to get rolling pretty quick because we're going to start that team in January. So as soon as the ornaments are done, that's probably like first on the docket. But I don't have anything pressing that's like off the top of my head that I know like, oh, I'm going to print this as soon as yeah. I have time. But my wife just the other day, so we're like decorating for Christmas in her house and she needs some command hook strips. And I'm like, hey, I could print those. Well, not now. Give me like two weeks and then, and then I could yeah. print them. It was just one of those little funny jokes. And I'm like, hey, I could print that. It's pretty funny. We don't need to go buy it. We could print that. Especially with like the text thread I have going now, which I do need to add you on. Yes. To. We should have like a 3D printing text thread group. Yes. And it's just funny sharing different things that people. <laughs> so you've print. printed a whistle. I've printed a whistle. And you've printed a cat. The cat is the file that came with my Ender 3 Pro that I purchased. The from cat Micro turned Center. out really good. The cat. I'm is looking great. at it right now. It's in my hand, and it's the pretty fur. legit. Look at the fur. I know detail. it's got it's got a lot of texture for the fur yeah. and the tail and the ears. They dialed that thing in. Yeah, it's pretty legit. I've made an SD card holder. What is this other thing that's sitting this, on the table yeah, here? Um, this is pretty entertaining and cool and fun and hilarious all at the same time. So this is an it's, octopus. It's the rock. With the rock's head on it. So it's <laughs> the rocktopus. Yes. Now, what's really interesting about this 3D print is not that it has the rock's head on it. No. But it's, it's it the was legs printed in the place yeah. so that the arms of this octopus are actually like flexible. It's kind of like a uh, like a fidget or like a chain link fence type of thing. Yep. And all eight limbs move like so freeing. Fluid and free. And it printed it like that in place. You didn't have to like snap anything together. It's, I did not. It's, uh, it's unbelievable how it was able to print that. And it fits on that it's little got, cat. Yeah, it's got a little hole in anyways, the bottom for um, it to sit on top of something else. It's it's amazing. But anyways. So anyway, we digress a little bit, but I kind of wanted to share that I have a <laughs> octopus with rock's head on it. <laughs> so yeah. that if he's listening, yes, I'm sure he's not the first one to hear about this. But No. Maybe on a podcast uh, talking about yes. church technology, and here we're talking about the rock octopus. Yes, three uh, D printed. I haven't technically gotten into the realm of the practical church <laughs> prints yet. See, I started. However, there. however, I my printer is a personal purchase. That is true. You you purchased that with your own money. So, the church funded uh, these. Yes. So, yeah. As of right now, other than one uh, Bigfoot print that I made. And a Minecraft print that I made. Everything else has been strictly business. How did those two prints go over as the gifts that you were getting? Pretty good. Good. Pretty good. So it was just it was just one of those things like, eh, that looks kind of cool. Yeah. It was free. It was a free print. I didn't pay. I didn't design it or anything like that. So, but yeah. So that's the world 
of 3D printing and uh, start thinking three dimensional because you never know if your oh. printer will be able to get you there or not. It's true. Yeah. Hopefully, we did not uh, scare you or deter you away from getting it because, you know, when we were talking about like the settings and all that, like it's detailed, but you can do it. And it's worth it. And it's totally worth it. So once you get one, it, your your mind will just open up to a whole different world, a three-dimensional world. So, yeah. Fun, thanks, fun for, stuff. Uh, thanks for listening to us talk about our new hobby. <laughs> yeah. And uh, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to hear more about new hobbies that we have or different things that we're working on at the church. Yep. All technology focused. And Our podcast next week will be on Christmas. Yes. Because that's like around the corner. We're making these ornaments for Christmas. For, so. for Christmas. But yes, we're going to talk about uh, some production planning and pulling off a Christmas service and all that stuff. So uh, be sure to listen in on that one. It's going to be a, a really good episode. So with that, we will see you next week. Later. Wouldn't it be great if you could just snap your fingers and immediately you'd get people more involved at your church? Picture it. People would press in during worship. They'd be fully focused during your sermons and they would be excited to hear announcements. This is the wish of many churches because we all know the struggles of getting the attention of our community. That's where our friends at Church Motion Graphics can help. CMG equips churches with a large library of eye-catching graphics for worship, sermons, announcements, and more that will help you get attention and move your community forward in their faith. With just a few clicks, your church can start looking great, reaching more people and getting more involvement than ever. Head over to churchmotiongraphics.com today.